Nice. Out. Now. Game. Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Chech, and I'll be your DM for tonight. And the players with me tonight are Kara. Hi. Richard. Hey. Dia. Hello. <laughs> and Jan. Time to say goodbye. Yeah, Why are you da, saying da, that? Da, 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 da. I don't know. Why would you sing something like that? <laughs> Why, why, why would you say goodbye? Oh, it was just a random thing that popped into my head. Hmm, no reason. Well, it's been a tough week of waking up early and I'm afraid I haven't had any uh, space left in my uh, brain memory stick for anything that happened last time. So could somebody remind me, please, what happened? Well, since you've been getting up at like 3am or some such nonsense. <laughs> or 4. Oh, that's that's not better. <laughs> no, not really. Well... Darren had a dream while he was recovering. He dreamt that he was falling in the dark and uh, saw the eight-armed goddess who told him he was not living up to his potential. (laughs) Decla prepared the cure uh, to the poison and we bound the sleeping man's hands as a precaution before giving him the potion. After some time, he woke up. Uh, We discovered that he and the rest of his order had taken the poison willingly in order to sleep until the time of the sunset, previously mentioned by the dickhead in the gold, so that they could help prevent it. He discovered that he can't contact Paylor, and we eventually told him that the gods had left the land. He told us of Brother Bernard, who went off into the mountains to prepare... Uh, we told him that Bernard was now a saint and that Decla trained in his monastery in the mountains. He was supposed to be making an army of light. We found out the gold man was named Isaiah and was a member of the temple. We were told that the staff Decla got from Isaiah was a special staff of the order called the Sun Shepherd's Cane. And it's not actually evil. And then in my notes after that, I put a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> He said that she could keep it, but her tattoo needed to be sanctified. We took Hector, uh, for that was his name, uh, to the gold man and were told that he was not, in fact, Isaiah. Uh, He's a dark elf. Tasney stole a silver bowl and Hector agreed to accompany us out of the woods with the eventual aim of going to St. Bernard's Monastery. We returned to the farm. It was already after sunset. Herman and Abram greeted us and we told Abram about the cure. Dawn tried to take Kasni's coat to sleep on in the barn, but Kasni objected. Abram offered blankets, but Dawn instead used the robes from the temple. Hector said he would sanctify Dekla's tattoo in the morning. So that's what happened last time. It is now the morning of the new day. Uh, you're woken up by uh, the roosters crowing at the crack of dawn. Oh, it's an inhuman time. And Abram comes uh, to call you all for breakfast. And uh, you follow him, but before you do, uh, Hector pulls Decla aside and says, I believe we should do this sooner rather than later. Uh, the sun is just coming up. I believe now would be the best time for it. Right. Um, and he uh, takes you aside to a field. So how do we do this? Well, uh, 
Just, uh, well, give me your hand. Oh, she offers her fist. Re- relax it, it's fine. Yeah, she does look very tense. Relax, it's gonna be fine. This isn't going to hurt. And he holds your hand between his palms. Okay. He closes his eyes and turns his face towards the morning sun. And he just stands there focusing for a while. And you see that he's struggling and you're thinking, well, maybe since Paylor is not here, this isn't going to work. But he keeps focusing and eventually you see a slight glow surround him, surround his arms, his hands. The light flows down from his hands into your hand. And he says, by the light of Paylor, receive this blessing. And he releases your hand and lifts it up towards the sun, towards the morning sun rays. And you see there's a slight glow to your tattoo now. And you feel sort of weight lift from you. You feel a bit lighter. You can see clearly now. The rain has gone. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. I, that's the least I could do, you know, it's... The light of paler is dim, but it seems like it hasn't gone completely. No idea if uh, my old friends at the temple have had this themselves, or if the practice has died out. Yeah. It seems like something we should spread. Perhaps. And yeah, Decla, with this clarity of mind, your uh, intelligence stat goes up uh, two points. And you get proficiency in religion specifically tied to old gods. Okay, I'm not sure exactly what to do with that. What happens if I'm already proficient in religion? Expertise in ones that are... Yeah, expertise. Okay. And he says, now, let's go get some breakfast. I'm starving. Yeah. Okay, and you go back to the house. First, I'd like to prepare the cure for the boy. Sure, yeah, you can do that. Because we're in the first rays... Of the morning sun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can prepare the thing and leave it out in the sun and uh, pick it up after breakfast if... Yeah, sure. Is there any raw pork? There's breakfast of uh, butter and uh, raw pork. <laughs> a buttered, a buttered raw pork! <laughs> I wouldn't eat that together. Like, the raw pork is enough fat. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how they eat it here. <laughs> so greasy. Wild. Yeah, Dawn, as soon as you walk in the door, the younger daughter is already on on your arm. Uh, Hello. Sort of shake my arm. Hi. And she she just has this wide grin on her face and she's just looking up at you with huge eyes. What do you want, little human? (laughs) And Dawn is going to stealth cast his cantrip and make her hair Glow lots of different colors. Okay, roll a slide of hand if you want to do this stealthily. 13 plus 7 is 20. Yeah, okay. You say that, and uh, her hair just changes color, and the other girl walks into the room. She's like, Amelia, what's up with your hair? What happened? And Amelia looks at her hair and she. It's rainbow hair! All my saints is so pretty! She runs around the kitchen to show her mom. Oh. <laughs> and her mom's just looking at her with a blank expression and just rolls her eyes and turns around like I'm not dealing with this right now I'll make the other kids socks sparkly uh, and that should be enough to keep them uh, distracted yeah and Amelia turns back around and says Adela your socks they're shiny and 
Adele looks at her feet and she's like, oh yeah, this is, what's even going on? And she looks at all of you, are you doing this? Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Did you see anyone casting a spell? Well, no. Saints are smiling on you then. And she smiles to herself. Yeah, and she goes to sit down and she kicks her feet up on a chair to show off her sparkly socks. How long is this going to last? <laughs> Not very long. Forever. So yeah, you eat your breakfast. It's super greasy and very heavy, but Darren is somehow handling it because he's used to eating even the worse stuff. Dawn nibbles at it. <laughs> That's about the most that can be said. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't have bacon in his backward town, so now he wants all of it. But yeah, after the meal, you go back upstairs to the bedroom and you administer the cure to the boy. The cure. The cure. Are we all there for the cure? Yeah, I mean, whoever wants to be. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be there. And you see color start slowly returning to his cheeks. And he stirs and he opens his eyes. He looks around. He sees his mom. He sees his dad. He just smiles wide. Darren says, that's right, boys don't cry. And you see a tear roll down his face. <laughs> and he looks at his parents and he jumps off the bed and gives them both a big hug. Oh yeah, the boy is deaf, isn't he? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It just came... It, I was just re- reminded. Yeah, and he starts signing wildly and he's explaining something and his parents are just trying to calm him down. Cass knew you were trained in sign language, you know what he's saying, he's apologizing, like he's never gonna do this again, he's so sorry, he knew he shouldn't be going into the forest, and his parents are just calming him down, telling him it's okay, it's all good, they're just happy he's back, and they they tell him it was all of you that brought him back, and he turns to you and he signs, thank you. Well, uh, little boy, I know, I, ah shit, I can't sign, can I? No, I can't. I was going to address him, but... I could translate if I know sign language. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, I've been bitten in the butt by a snake, almost killed by zombies, but uh, in the end, it was all worth it. The sign for bitten on the butt by a snake is an amusing one. <laughs> yeah, and the boy cracks up when you say that, and he's just looking wide. wide like, he's amused, he thinks you're joking, his parents are looking slightly horrified. <laughs> His mom whispers, zombies? Well, something like that. The problem should be taken care of by now. There's no need to worry anymore. At least, not for you. Yes, that's comforting. Only the end of the world. Everlasting night. Casley does not say. <laughs> Dawn looks at the mother and says, um, My companion tells a tall tale, but truly there's nothing to worry about. Well, whatever happened, we're grateful. We're grateful that you did this. You, you didn't have to... Uh... How can we repay you? You you brought our son back. It's Dawn waves a hand and just goes, the experience, for me at least, was enough, I assure you. Well, you've got a load of history out of this. At the same time as Dawn was saying that, Dern just started with something like, oh, like, ten gold is enough, but he quickly c- catches himself as Dawn is saying what he's been saying, like... Uh, oh, uh, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, it, 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 that's, that's all right. You don't, you don't need to give us anything. <laughs> Cassie's got some nice robes and a silver bowl out of it. He's fine. We don't have a lot of money. We can give you maybe five gold, but for what you did to us, it's worth it. And if you ever need a place to stay, no, you you really don't. You really don't have to give us. No, your... in fact, in fact, I really must insist that we don't. You need it far more than us. We might have another source of income, real soon. All right, if you if you really say so. But 
If you ever need a place to stay, you're always welcome in our barn. Hey, we unlocked a fast travel point. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will make sure to drop by if we are passing through again. Perhaps not on our return journey, as we will be accompanying someone for a job, and I feel like he might get cross with us for taking an extra day out of his time. But uh, honestly, it was well worth it, and I'm sure it won't do him any harm to have waited around for a while. <laughs> You skipped out on a paid job for us? No, no it's fine. It's fine. No, we will no, get back and back we will continue with the job. It will be fine. Your saints. Your saints blessing upon all of you. Well, it wasn't just for your boy. We, we found someone else as well and, and helped him. And we've destroyed a terrible evil. It's, it's you know, we've done good work, but it wasn't... Well, it seems like you've been very busy. The important thing is that your boy is back safe with you. But for us, we should probably get back to our uh, previous assignments. We're glad we could have helped you. Kasni signs to the boy. Don't go wandering off on your own again, please. <laughs> and the boy says back, don't worry, I won't. Um, is the sign language anything like um, Thieves Can't? No. No, okay. That's just wondering. Um, Dawn will start getting everyone together and getting them out back towards um, Twatface. I mean, Daniel. <laughs> okay. Yes, and uh, Hector comes along with you. Uh, Herman stays behind with the farm for a little bit. He says to Darren, Boy, I hope you stay safe out there. We will, uh, we will try our best. We protect each other, right? Yeah. Right. I suppose we should apologize to Daniel. I... I shall take this one. I shall take this one. Don't sort of pat Kasny on the shoulder encouragingly. Yeah. Right. Okay, so um, Daniel, is Daniel just sitting at the bar uh, or like at the table again? You make your way back to the town. It's like half hour away and you make your way into the tavern. And as you step into the tavern, the owner says, oh, no, no, all of you out, out now. You're not welcome here. Wait, what? What's happened? Not after you did to my friend Dina. And not after what your friend did to my tavern. Look at this place. And the place is indeed wrecked. I have no idea what's happening here. I'm not being blamed for another person's things again. <sighs> this keeps happening to us. We wander off somewhere and our friends cause chaos. Yeah, your friend, this tabaxi fellow over here, he attacked my good friend Dina. Kasni turns to Dawn. Dawn looks at, back at Kasni with huge, innocent eyes, going, <laughs> I have no idea what they're talking about. I'm assuming the halfling that was a chicken. I mean, you did attack some chickens, didn't you? And they turned into people. Or a chicken, I can't remember. There was a chicken, but they went away after I hit it. Yes, it turned into a halfling, didn't you say? Dawn thinks about it for a while and goes, maybe? Kasni turns back to the barman. Uh, why were all your patrons farm animals? That's none of your business. Okay. What is your business is what your friend did here. Look at this. If I remember correctly, your patron attacked me first. That actually, I think, is true. That's not relevant right now. What is relevant right now is that you go pick up your friend and get him to pay for the damages because this... And the place is wrecked. Like, you see, there's tables broken. There's glass shards over the floor. There's a window that's uh, broken in. Kasni starts wandering around, repairing things that he thinks he can repair with mending. I want to ask the barkeeper, where, where is where is this 
Gaet that we left you with. He had to be taken away by the... Guards? It would be the guards if you had any in this town, but no, he was taken in by a couple of farmers and our priest. So we can find him in the back room of the church, where we keep... You can find him? Where we keep examples like him. <laughs> so you just you just basically jailed this guy? Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. That makes our job so much easier. Yeah, doesn't this solve our problem? It solves everything. Uh, depends on how long they're going to keep him here. Well, we're not responsible for his behavior, so it's not like... This is true, but um, how else can we help him get his money out of the bank? Ah, ah, okay, so, he has been kidnapped by rowdy provincial villagers, and we are rescuing him, as per our job. Kidnapped? He had to be contained! Yes, shush, it's not your turn. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Kazni's still mending things in the background while this is going on. This is simple, we just get a nice tasty bonus by rescuing our employer, which is what we are employed to do. Or you could just pay for the damages and get him the fuck out of here. Oh, yes, yeah, don't worry. I'm fixing them! And what the fuck are you doing? Get out of my tavern! You! And he takes a broom and he goes to Cassney and he starts to swipe at you to get you out of the... Listen, buddy, that guy that we left with last night, wasn't he some friend of yours or something? Just get the fuck out, I don't want to hear it. Let's go talk to Daniel. If you chase us, chase us out now, you might miss out on a nice sum of money, not to mention all the repairs that we're currently doing. Leave it. Just, just, just go. I, I'll manage. Kasni walks outside and starts mending things like the windows from the outside. <laughs> Once you're outside, he's not going to stop you, but like, he, he's still going to expect you to pay for the damages. Let's talk to Daniel. If he is still interested in working with us... Then we can take his money and pay the the repair costs. Well, I was hoping to ask the barman what sort of time he uh, was taken away, because if he was taken away before we were expected to be back, we have done nothing wrong. I think we're not going to get anything else out of this place. No. And I don't want to waste my time on fixing someone else's messes when he's a rich fuck. You know, that's true. And it is his mess, after all. Okay. Exactly. He can pay for it. Kasni just stops halfway through his mending spell and just drops the pieces to the ground. Okay, so what are y'all doing now? We head off to the church. Are we going to stage the rescue, or are we just going to talk to him? Well, before we talk to Daniel, we should first talk to some of the people who... Who've taken him away. That might be a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I assume they would be in the place we're going to anyway. If we cooperate with these people, with these fine people here, I'm sure it could be beneficial for us and for them. Yes. I certainly don't think a rescue is a good idea. He can bail himself out, but that's it. Well, it all depends on how we make it look. We don't don't have to go behind the back of anyone. We can certainly do him a favor, which could be repaid in kind. Uh, I think we're I think we're coming at this from two very different angles. Um, See, what I'm thinking is that we uh, explain the situation to the nice priest and the nice farmers who have taken him where he currently is, and you know they don't seem to like him very much, which is understandable. We want to double cross him. I'm sure it wouldn't be too hard to figure something out together if we make it look like we rescue him and put the fault into the shoes of the villagers, with their consent, of course. 
I think that might work out just fine for all of us. Except for Daniel, of course. I was thinking he should just pay for the repairs. But if he takes more money out once he gets to the bank, then we'll get more when we, you know, take it from him. Right, but if he pays for the repairs and then is let go, then he can do his thing at the bank. I don't think... Will he have that sort of money on him? How much are the repairs? I also don't think we can persuade him to do it in the first place. Well, first of order of business, one way or another, we should probably head to... Where is he held? At the church? Okay, so you go to the church. It's a small stone church grown over with vines of roses. As you enter into the church, the priestess is sitting in uh, one of the pews. And she sees you. She stands up. She says, Ah, are you here for your uh, rowdy friend? Friend is a little bit of a strong word, I uh, I would say. Kasney, uh, he has a mild look of distaste on his face from the, uh, from the word friend. He is a uh, business acquaintance. I understand. We'd like to see if we can smooth this thing over. Well, first things first. Somebody's got to pay for the damages. He's done. Well, he should have the sort of money required for that. And since it was him that did the... Uh, the particular disaster. Yes, he, he seemed to have uh, made quite the mess, didn't he? What happened exactly, if you don't mind us asking? I don't know. From what I hear, he just fell out. He just, out of nowhere, became violent and destructive and he started wrecking the place. I think he saw that his clothes were tattered and it sent him off into a rage. Really? That's what set him off in the rage? He's got no fashion sense at all. Why would that bother him? I don't know. It's not... I do not pretend to understand rich folk. Yes, well... When did this happen? Last night. Not our fault, guys. Oh no. Yes, definitely our fault. That was the evening. I had hoped he was arrested first thing in the morning before he even got our message, but (laughs) never mind. I'm sure when he sees it was for a wider cause, Daniel will understand. Dawn says unconvincingly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't really believe that, do you? No. We should speak to him. Oh, it's my internet. Well, maybe we should first think of a good excuse. And by excuse, I mean lie to his face, because we're not going to make him happy by saying that we went on, an hero- on a heroic mission. Yes, I doubt he'll uh, care. Look, if we say bluntly that someone offered us a job that took longer than expected and that was paying better than him, I'm sure he would understand. Meet cold-bloodedness with cold-bloodedness. I don't think anything we can say is going to make things better. No. Well, we could say that we've been held up by some village yokels who assaulted us and were the same people who imprisoned him. And now we're staging a heroic rescue. That won't make him disposed towards paying for the damages. Oh, he hasn't been disposed to paying for the damages. We've tried... Hang on, uh, where are all his possessions? Are they still in his room? Yes. Well, in that case, should we go back, find his wallet... And pay the fine for him. This sounds like an excellent plan. (laughs) You're welcome to do whatever you wish. I think that would be for the best. Yes? Dawn looks around the group. I think so. He's your friend. You can do... He is not our friend. Please stop saying that word. Dawn sort of shudders slightly and turns and goes out the door. We don't like him. We are forced to work. He is 
a tiresome individual. That we can agree on. So yes, let's return to the town. We will see what we can do to help. And then once we have uh, got him out of there, we shall take him away as soon as possible to relieve you of his oh-so-charming presence. Um, so here's, here's my plan. We go, we pay the fine, we grab all his stuff, and then we come in and Dawn wiggles his fingers, rescue him, and just leave and go. Yes? That seems like the most sensible plan at this stage. Trying to persuade him on anything is likely to... Exactly. So if we keep him moving and keep him distracted, maybe he'll have calmed down by the time we get to Mellesville. Do we know how much the damages will cost? Uh, let's ask the tavern keeper once we get there. Yes, it's his tavern that was damaged, so... You do that. I will go investigate his rooms. I will go with you. You go back into the tavern, and as soon as you step in, the barkeep is like, What did I tell you? Get the fuck out! <sighs> Dawn flat out ignores them and just walks hey, up the stairs. Hey. And he runs after you and... What room was he staying in? What room was he in? I'm, I'm calling to the innkeeper. Are you not going to even attempt to diplomatize? No. no th- this is a tavern keeper. Dawn's a noble. <laughs> He's running at you with a broom. Okay. I'm also just sitting upstairs. I don't care if he tries to hit me with the broom. In which case, uh, Kazni will t- stop, turn around, and try and uh, try and deal with this man. Oh, don't bother. I'm going to cast um, Compel Jewel on him. <laughs> this okay. is not going to be helped by one of us killing him. <laughs> okay, so Don and Darren go upstairs, and uh, Cassie and Decla just sort of uh, guard the bottom of the stairs to prevent him from going upstairs. Cassie will sort of hold his arms out in a sort of a you know sort of calm down gesture, and he'll be a, he'll say, "Look, I, I'm ever so sorry for that man." He is no friend of ours. We are going to get his things to pay you the money, and then we will leave and take him away. Honestly, we want to take him out of this town. We want to take him out. out of, well, yes. We are merely doing a job that, in hindsight, probably wasn't worth agreeing to in the first place for all the hassle he's been. Just, just give, Just give us a moment, and we will take him out of town as soon as possible. Okay, roll B persuasion. Well, that's a ten. Meh, that's not ideal. Ten? Ten, yeah. Ten total. Yeah. Can I assist to give advantage? Uh, I think it's too late now. If you wanted, you should have said before. Damn. Okay, fair. He says, I don't fucking care. You're with him. You're not welcome here. Get the fuck out. Can I intimidate him? I'm going to pick up a broken chair leg. And karate chop it in half in front of him. Okay, uh, roll intimidation, but with... I want to say strength, but I know we have wimpy strength. If it's key-related, it would be wisdom. If it is, like, monkey-related, it would be dex, maybe? Yeah, let's say, let's say your wisdom. Okay. You focus your key. Yes. That's a 15 total. Yeah, you um, take the broken chair leg and you karate chop it in half. He stares at it. And he looks at you. He says, you know what? You're still... Just finish what, what you're doing and then leave, okay? You're still banned from this place. Thank you. We have every intention of leaving as soon as we've sorted this out. Good. 
and he uh, turns around and goes back to sweeping the floor. Like, you can talk, but he's not even listening to you anymore. He's just grumbling to himself angrily. Kasni mends the broken chair leg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do that and you see him just stink eye from across the bar at you. Say he thinks he's so think is so amazing he can fix a chair like like i want to say that like during that whole conversation intimidation whatever all that was uh dawn and darren have already like started rummaging through the rooms yeah both of you roll me investigation 11 plus 5 16 uh i got a 16 plus where's my intimidation uh, investigation. Six plus one, seventeen. Okay, yeah, you rummage through a few of the rooms. They're not really... Most of them are locked. Like, Dawn, you dick around with the locks, but, you know, I'm not gonna make you roll for that because you're taking time, presumably, and also it's not a difficult lock. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more for privacy than safety, you know. But, yeah, you eventually come across a room and you see Daniel's bag crumpled in the corner and the window's open. The curtains are flowing in the wind. And uh, Darren, as you're snooping around the room, you notice there's there's a thin layer of purple dust on top of the bed. Oh. Lavender dust? How did that get there? Gee, I wonder. <laughs> Is it just on the bed? I mean, mostly. If you look closer, you find it around elsewhere. All right. Um, I open up like drawers and stuff and see what I what I find. Yeah, you. Um search through the drawers. They're not really much drawers. It's a small town. It's not really nice. It's just a bed and like an end table next to it. Uh, You find an old pamphlet for like a saint that somebody must have left there a while ago, but that's about it. But uh, you go through his bag and you find uh, where he keeps his money. Ooh, how much is there? Quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, I don't have an exact number, but you know. But yeah, as the two of you are searching the room, Dawn, yes. through the window, a black mist materializes and sweeps towards you. Um. And it swirls in front of you and turns into a raven and it lands next to you. Oh, yes. I'd forgotten about this. Dawn picks it up. And it says, who is this? Otherwise, yes. Where on Manchetta? At which Dawn? Oh, at which Dawn? Mm-hmm. Out of character, what was what did we say in the original message? The original message was uh I don't know exact words, but it was possible job opportunity. Somewhere along Manchester Roads. In two days, details to follow, dawn. Oh, yes. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, right. We're gonna deal with this first. This can wait. Yeah. Have we got his money? I jangle like a purse. Oh, I also want to pull out like I don't know, like 10 gold or something, not like a lot, nothing that he would miss probably, and put it in my own purse, preferably without uh, Dawn noticing. Roll me sleight of hand. Oof, critical fail. (laughs) (laughs) Dawn, you see Darren very obviously uh, take about 10 gold out of the purse. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, ooh, money, and he picks it up, looks at it, and puts it in his... uh... Pocket. Dawn just smiles and doesn't say anything. <laughs> Darren totally thinks he's got away with it without Dawn noticing. <laughs> <laughs> got one over him, yes. Dawn resists the impulse to pickpocket Darren. <laughs> oh, don't. Do it, do it. Roll wisdom. Roll a wisdom save. Uh, ooh, not great. Three plus three, six. <laughs> it would be real easy and super funny if you did that. 
<laughs> Darren has like zero money. Give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> you have tons of money. This is more a point of principle because we found a massive stash of cash in the temple and we divided it four ways. Yeah, and also you already got like a hundred from, you know, because it's like hundred now and hundred later. That, that is also true. Yeah, I guess I got some money. Did we share that out? The the hundred, for the uh, initial hundred? I, I think we did. Like, even if we didn't say so, I would assume that we did. Everybody put 25 gold on your character sheet then. <laughs> all right, Dawn will pickpocket Darren, but only a five gold. He's not going to take all of it. 14 plus 7 is 21. Darren, what's your Romy perception? That's a 9. Yeah, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you get his stuff, you come back downstairs. So Darren, he walks down the stairs, he just like, without a word, goes past the barkeeper and throws like a handful of gold like at his face and then walks out without <laughs> We didn't ask how much you wanted, but uh, hey. Oh, it's just like I'm sure that it's enough. I don't. I don't oh, really give that's a shit. amazing. Like you do know that gold is a lot of money, right? Right, not a lot of gold. Like I don't know, like three or four gold. That's still that's still a lot of money. That's like three or four goats. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to do it for the insulting gesture. Yeah, you walk past him and you just uh, flick out a, a gold coin and uh, flick it in his face. Do I want to make you roll for attack? <laughs> just for the heck like, of it. I don't like throw it like a Okay, no, just just roll me just roll me uh just roll me a dex. Uh that's an eleven total. Yeah, you throw it at him and it flies right past his head and he's like, hey, watch it. I ignore him and walk out. Yeah. You walk out. I've never heard someone complain so much about receiving money. <laughs> so, does that cover your expenses? <laughs> Are you kidding? This covers like maybe three tables. Alright, well how much wood? At least ten. I slap more gold on the counter. Oh, that totally ruined my thing. <laughs> Good, you're still banned. Now get out. Yeah, whatever. I'll leave. Okay, you leave. Let's, let's get back to Dan. Did you guys find any gold in his room? I hold up the purse and clink it. Yeah, well, can I have my money back? Yeah, of course. I, I just hand you the purse. <laughs> I, I, I give it to Cassie. <laughs> There's at least 50 gold in there. Not anymore. There was at least 50 gold in there. Okay, there is now 40 gold in there. Is that after Darren took his? Yeah. 50 down to 40, right. Yeah, a third of his money missing, I'm sure he won't notice. The villagers confiscated it for his fine. Exactly. Right. Plus, if he's been boozing all night, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't remember how much he spent. We could just say it was confiscated for the fine, and we don't have to say who confiscated it. And then that will be the <laughs> truth, which is what Declan would say. That is perfect. Well done. That is true. Yes. <laughs> so, do we do this like we're making an escape? I still think that that's the way that Daniel would be the least mad at us. I mean, even if he's mad that we left him, if we stage an escape, and we could, we could easily do that. You can do that, but I'm not going to help. I mean, I'm not suggesting double-crossing the village people. I would talk to them beforehand. They just want to get him out. Yeah, be a macho man about it. I would just ask the priest if we can make it look like we helped him escape. They would just let him go. Just sounds like a bad idea. Well, it's a win-win for all of us, except for Daniel. Well, let's talk to the clerk and see what they say. Okay, yeah, uh, so you walk back into the church. 
the priestess is still there. Uh, she's uh, sitting in the back of the pew reading through a book. And uh, she sees you and she puts the book away and she walks up to you. Well, we've uh, made sure that the people uh, who need it get paid for the damages. Right. Well, then I guess uh, you're welcome to take him. Take him far away. Before we do that, I would like to ask you a question. All right. Would you have a problem if we made it look like we helped him escape this place? Uh, how exactly do you propose to do that? Oh, nothing special. I will just tell him that I stole your key or something, and then I'll give it back to you later. Uh, roll me persuasion. Uh, it's not too bad, I guess. That's a 13. She sighs and says, You know, whatever gets him out of here, I don't even care anymore. Well, thank you, and, uh... Ah, shit, Decla has a person, doesn't she? I gave it to Kasni. Uh, Kasni, would you be so kind to, uh... And this priestess a gold. Oh, yes, of course. Um, so Kasni will do so. So now the purse has 39. <laughs> a small donation in the name of Daniel for your church. Well, thank you. And you know that that's all right. We don't need much more from him, just except that he leaves. Oh, we'll take care of that. No worries. Does she hand me her key? Yeah. So Daniel is in the in the church, right? So he's just like in the back. Yeah, there's a there's like a back room, like general storage area. They keep uh, spare candles in there, and it's wrecked. <sighs> but he's he's just sitting in the corner, rocking back and forth. Uh, has he spotted us yet? No, he's uh, staring in front of him, wide-eyed. So before we go to him, I want to ask the team. So do we just tell him that we went off on a mission, or what's the plan here? I think if we just tell him we got waylaid, and then. By the time we got back yesterday, he was already arrested and we'd been taking this time to plan a jailbreak for him, or at least a church break. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Who wants to do the talking? Uh, I will take care of it. Ah, Kalsny puts a hand out in front of him. Uh, no, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Um, <clears throat> I have a plus six charisma. <laughs> Yeah, I only have plus one. Uh, no, you can, you can, you can insist. You can insist if you want. No, no, go ahead. It's all yours. Uh, okay. The stage is yours. I'm not exactly excited to talk to this guy. Kashmir's <laughs> gonna go over and, and sort of get get his attention. Just sort of like he's he's whispering. He's like, Daniel, Daniel, quick. Uh, we've we've stolen the key. Come what? on. We've 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 stolen the key. Come come on, quick! We need to get Where out of here. Where the fuck you been? We've been trying to arrange a jailbreak. We we've been trying to get the key. We've got the key You've now. Been come gone. on, quick! You've been gone. You've been gone. Please, You've your, been gone so long. Lower your voice. This is a jailbreak. Quiet. This is a. We got it. We got to get Where out of here. Where the fuck you been, you fuckers? We look. We got waylaid a bit. We got waylaid a bit. We didn't mean to. We're, we've got back. Um, and Why the fuck did you leave? You were on a job here. Why do I even pay you? You were you were you were having a drink. We we left and then we got waylaid. We came back and and then someone said that you'd just been taken out here, and we were trying to find out who had the key. And then by the time we got it, well, it, it, it by by now, I mean, we just and and Kasny Kasny who had the key? Uh, I'm just holding it up. Yeah, like Darren, Darren, you. Darren, just just open open the door quick. I, yeah, I do. Dawn calls out from the door. Less talking, more moving. We're on a time schedule. Quick, come on, come on, Daniel. We've got your stuff. We just need to leave. Come on. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're sorry about that. Um, just yeah, let's yeah, fucking you know, just... go. Yes, quick. And yeah, he's definitely. His eyes are wide, and 
uh, he's drenched in sweat and he's he's looking wide-eyed and uh, he's uh, looking side to side all scared paranoid uh yeah so he's he's high then or yeah yeah quick just be be quiet we need to we need to get out of here quietly discreetly yeah, he's yeah, like, sure. Yeah, let's go, let's go. You can be as, as loud as you want when we've left. Where were our horses? <laughs> we didn't prepare them, we should have done that. Parked in front of the tavern. Okay, so we make all like like we're trying to be sneaky. Um, if Darren doesn't make a uh, move to leave the key before we leave the church, Kasni will tell him to. Yeah, no worries, I'm, I'm leaving it. Somewhere visible. Okay. Leave the church, you pack your horses and your... We are gone. Yeah, you uh, sprint your horses out of the town and continue on your way. And once you're... Uh... Well, uh, before I leave the church, okay. I'd like to uh, donate all of my copper, which is 534 copper. But yeah, the priestess is like, oh, no, I can't. I cannot take this. This is this is too much. No, it's it's fine. You can... That's all right. You don't have to. This is a personal donation. Don't worry about it. And I run out of the room. <laughs> Come back. Oh, okay, she's gone. Take my money, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I gave her all my small change. <laughs> she's five gold. Guerrilla philanthropy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you uh, leave the town. Uh, Daniel's yeehawing all the way th- out of town. I say, uh, oh, and by the way, before I forget was incredibly risky, but we even managed to uh, get your purse back. They already stashed it away at their local bank. Man, what a day. What a day. But we... we what the it. fuck? They don't have a bank in there. It was. A, it's just a lock box. At their, at their post office, they have a safe. They don't have a post office in that town. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lock box. We, we got it out. Um. At their baker, they have a small <laughs> post office. At that small post office, they have a small safe. So yeah, you continue on the road. Uh, it takes you the rest of the day. And uh, sometime after sunset, you reach the uh, city of Mellisville. Does Daniel ever come down from his ridiculous high? Yeah, yeah, eventually he does. A few hours into the road, he comes down from it, and he's just sort of laying down on on top of his horse, and somebody has to hold the reins of his horse and guide it. Um, I use Mage Hand to do that. Yeah, you can. And making it as uncomfortable for him as possible. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of slaloming back and forth. And he's like, okay, who the fuck thought this road was a good idea? There's too many. Uh, I gently guide the horse, so I sort of get the momentum going, see how far I can get him before not actually falling off. Yeah, and at a certain point, he starts waving his hand like, whoa, 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 whoa. And uh, just barely manages to uh, hold on to his saddle. But yeah, by like an hour after sunset, you reach the large city at the edge of the large marsh for the day and... Yeah, you make your way into the city. Uh, what do you do? Do you go for the tavern or... Do you find a tavern or what do you do? It's evening, right? Yeah. It's- okay, so first thing we need to do is find his rooms. Mm-hmm. And then we'll deal with the bank stuff tomorrow, yes? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, yeah, he's like, okay, I know there's like an inn. In this size city, I'd hope so. Yeah, I've uh, stayed there a few times. They, they know me. We're good. Um, And he takes you there. Kind of sordid opium den, den is this place. It looks fairly decent, actually. Uh, it always does on the outside. A little bit empty right now, but uh, Daniel just rolls up to the counter and the uh, man be- behind it uh, from the door, he says, Oh, Daniel, 
what brings you around? It's been a while since we saw you. And Daniel just uh, says, Stop dicking around, you old fart, and give me some whiskey. And winks at him. And uh, the bartender gives him the whiskey and... Out of character, sorry. Do I remember something about a Maradanda in in this place? Not necessarily. I would let Casney roll for it since his. Uh... Oh yes, I know stuff about it, don't I? You you know stuff about stuff. Right, so I'm rolling for uh, what? What am I rolling? History? Oh uh, yeah. I I do not have history. Um, I roll a three, so I know nothing. Nah. You've been through the city a few times, but you never really stayed here, so you don't really know. Yeah, you get rooms and food, and uh, since Daniel is apparently familiar with the owner, you each get your separate rooms, unless you want to share. You settle down for the night. Did Dawn tell us about the raven? Dawn would, but not with Daniel in hearing range. Yeah, we'll leave Daniel to get busy at the bar, and then Dawn will have a little chat with everybody when we're sorting out our rooms. Yeah, Daniel is at, uh, sitting at the bar at the counter, uh, just sort of bantering with the barkeep. You're not sure if they're flirting or if they're insulting each other, but they seem to be getting along. They're not mutually exclusive. Especially not for him. <laughs> yeah. So, our raven came back. What did it say? They're on for it, but there was a bit of miscommunication. They think my name is a time, which in hindsight I should have thought about. Yes, that means they'll be coming tomorrow then, won't it? Well, we'll send it back with a more accurate time. Right, what shall we say this time? Make sure it's clear who we are. The people that killed Mia? I don't think that's how we should open a letter. Just say Kathleen K. Yes, let's just put a name that isn't an actual, like, like a word. Maybe if we all put our names to the end of the letter, then that would help. Okay. Put Dawn's in the middle so it doesn't look like a time. This was brought to you by DDDK. <laughs> Does Dawn have a surname? Dawn has many names. <laughs> he goes by Dawn because that's the simplest. What are we going to say to these people? My brain is dead. Right, we should say that we were somewhat delayed and that we will give them notice when we are closer that we working for their goals... Can we give them, like, a specific location that we saw on the way? Sure. I'm not going to specify it, but yes. Where the cart was destroyed. Because that's presumably easy for them to get to. Quite close to town, though. Oh, that's true. Maybe it needs to be a bit further back. You want to do it a bit further out. Where's my brain saying there was a windmill? But I think that's in the other direction. I don't remember any windmills. Okay, I've made that up then. Cassie is imagining windmills! There's probably a windmill somewhere, but, you know, I, I, I haven't specifically said anything. Is there a prominent landmark along the road that is known? And we'll just say that one. Sure. Yeah, let's say there's a windmill somewhere along the way. Good. Now my imaginary windmill is a real windmill. Yay, the power of imagination. We should find out from Daniel what the time schedule for tomorrow is, because we can't keep sending this back and forth. It's too clunky a use of communication. Just say you will signal later. We know that they're interested, so we don't have to give them any specifics yet. Did they actually say they were interested? Yes, they did. Well, I mean, we don't have to send the message back now. We can do it closer to the time. No, but they it would dispel their confusion. Mm, yes, I think that would be better, especially since they think we want to meet them tomorrow morning. Ah, that's fair. We said two days' time, and they think it's dawn. 
we go talk to Daniel. Okay. Figure out what the plan is. How long are we staying here? Uh, where are we going to so we can plan out routes for his security? All in inverted commas. <laughs> um, that sort of thing. Basically get a time schedule. Like, yeah, well, tomorrow we go to the bank. But see, the thing is about the bank, I'm raising a lot of money here. Which means I won't get it tomorrow yet because they need to get it from the vault. So we're staying there for two days at least. And then we're going back. Although this half-assed job that you did, I'm thinking, yeah, you know what, whatever, you're good for now. Dawn nods understandingly along to all of Daniel's complaints, sort of pats his shoulder, gives him another drink, uh, and then goes off back upstairs to the others. So we're probably here three days, because we'll go to the bank tomorrow. He says anything up, anything from two days onwards, so let's call it actually four days, maybe. So we send the raven back, and... Dispel their confusion. Ask them to send it back so we can send it back to them when the day we leave. Yeah, they send it back as an answer, you know, it's, it goes back automatically. Oh, okay. So we tell them... Tell them you don't have an exact time, and that it will probably be more than a few days. And that they needn't go out at dawn, and that our names are Casney, uh, Dawn... Declan and Aaron. Okay, so the message goes... Plans delayed, we'll send Raven on day that we're leaving. The windmill is the... St. George's windmill. St. George's windmill is the location. Say what, uh, the people people that you recently made friends with? Sure. Yeah, let's go with that. I thought you should include all of our names video. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, Also, we might want to include that we met them on Sunday. Uh, the The friends we... The friends you made on Sunday, and then put Darren, Dawn, Cassie, and Declan. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, you activate the raven. You uh, speak out this message. The raven clicks his beak and then turns into a black mist and just swirls out of your hands, out of the window, and somewhere in the distance. Right. Well, I'm going to go back downstairs and watch Daniel like a hawk. Yes, I don't think we should leave him unattended from now. As much as that's going to be a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. The man cannot keep himself out of trouble. We left him alone for one day. Yeah, and as you come back downstairs, Daniel is already dancing on top of a table. Uh, at least he's friends with the owner. <laughs> just no music playing, he's just dancing. Declar, have you got anything to put him to sleep? Yes. A nice soothing chamomile tea. No, I, I pick up my staff and say, yes, I can knock him unconscious if you want. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure you'll take no pleasure from it either. None at all. Maybe as a last resort. I'm not certain he would drink any kind of tea. He prefers everything to be alcoholic. What about an Irish coffee? Do we have coffee in this world? Yes. We don't have Irish, though. (laughs) Call it a St. Patrick's coffee. Yeah, St. Patrick's coffee. Fabulous. If Daniel gets too rowdy, we will knock him out and drag him to bed. Um, that's... We will eventually all sort of. Yeah, he tries to get Declan to go dance on the table with him. Yeah, I know. Wow, you're such a killjoy. Fuck you. I'm a professional, Mr. Daniel. Whatever, you're boring. He goes back to dancing on the table. Mind you, there's no music playing. Yeah, he's just weird. (laughs) Well, he's drunk. He's both. Yes. He's an asshole to everyone. How does he even get through the world? (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, eventually he wears himself out and you manage to drag him up to his room and uh, 
the owner helps you drag him into his room and uh, you settle down for the night. And yeah, Darren, do you, uh, you said you had some letters you wanted to write? Yes. Okay, so uh, Darren stays at the bar for maybe a drink or two to take the edge off and eventually retires. And um, he, he goes to his room, he lights a candle, and he's writing a few letters. He's writing, he's finishing up the page. The letter starts with, Dear Frog, I'm writing to tell you that I am going on a quest. I have stumbled upon some information regarding my upbringing, and I need to follow the trail before it gets cold. My quest is a dangerous one, and I might be on the road for a long, long time. We might not see each other again, but my only regret is that we only had so little time to spend together. Already I miss your beautiful eyes, your cute smile, and most of all, your wonderful, angelic laugh. I know we've only known each other for a few days, but I will treasure every single minute until the hour of my death. If the saints are kind, we will meet again. I dream of playing with your hair as you lay your head in my lap. I dream of long walks in the moonshine. I dream of rowdy evenings in bustling taverns, listening to the bards play their raunchy songs, laughing and singing together until the tap runs dry. I hope you dream of me too. Don't wait on me. Life is too short. But every single day I will pray that my adventure will be a short one and that I will be reunited with you once again. Forever yours, Darren. And Darren, he takes the page... Uh, and you see that under that page is a letter that's absolutely identical to the one that I just read. And it just says, Dear Ida, on the top. <laughs> I was going to say, you spent like an hour with Frog and then you slept with someone else. And then he takes uh, that page and there's another one identical to that. And it says, Dear Maya, on top. And then there's uh, the last one. And Darren kind of, he looks at it and he's like, unsure and eventually he shrugs his shoulders and that one says, Dear Marco, on top. <laughs> oh, that wasn't what I was going to expect. That wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> what were you expecting? And he, he folds he folds all the letters, uh, seals them and puts them in his pocket. I was really kind of expecting... Lilica! <laughs> I knew you were going to Yeah, you finish writing those letters, and by the time you finish writing, you're getting sober again. And Darren, yeah, as he as he finishes his last letter, puts them all in his pocket, or well, actually, no, he, he he leaves them on his desk for the for the moment being, and he um, heads down to the bar to get another drink. Yeah, the bar is still open. There's not a lot of people there. Figure it's probably late in the night. Yeah, but yeah, it's getting pretty late. It's around midnight right now. And uh, you walk up to the bar and there's already, there's a woman sitting there at the bar. Uh, she's a dwarf and she's got red hair and she is looking at you as you approach. Ooh. Um, well, having a nightcap? You could say that, yeah. Can I buy you another one? <laughs> Please do. And Darren sits down next to her and buys her a drink and himself. Mm -hmm. As you reach for your uh, glass, she says, aren't you a bit west to be wearing that ring? Darren quickly puts his hand in his pocket and removes the ring in his pocket and says, Wait, what ring? What do you mean, what ring? The one you just hid in your pocket. <laughs> there's no there's no ring in my pocket. I think you made a mistake. Uh, it looks kind of like this, and she raises her hand and she points to a ring on her finger. Darren runs. 
Let me let me roll something. I probably won't do any good. But <laughs> yeah, roll roll dexterity. That's a twenty total. Jumps off his uh, bar stool and darts for the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he goes out the door. She says, "I just want to talk." Devin's gone. Yeah, and you see the woman. She just shrugs and she says, "Oh well, I guess it's two free drinks." And she takes your glass as well, fills up her cup, and she drinks it. And as the red-headed woman is uh, sitting at the bar, uh, sipping on two drinks now, that's where we're gonna end it for tonight. So yeah, that's uh, that's it for Jan. Maybe rest in pieces. It's not the ending I was hoping to give you, but it's a good ending anyway. For the time being. Anyway, it was a, a pleasure to uh, play with y'all. Thank you, Checha, for inviting me and for DMing this. And thank you, all the others. Do I really have to say all your names? No. <sighs> yes. Fine. Thank you, Dia. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Cora, for playing with me and for um, tolerating all my bullshit and my skipping sessions that I didn't make time for and stuff. <laughs> uh, and thank you, listeners, for listening. Yeah, we're gonna miss you a whole bunch. Yes, and you're required to come back for bonus content or, or yes. like special episodes at some point. Yes. Only if it's uh, a, a bonus episode that's dedicated to complimenting me. Oh, of course. my good looks. Yeah, dude. I'll happily come back for that. Dude, I, I, I can get like half the geeklies on, onto that episode. So this is not the permanent end of Darren. Possibly, Darren will be back once real life makes time for Jan. And when it does, he's welcome back with open arms. And once again, that's it for this week. See you next time. Out Now Game is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Our intro and outro music is Bells by Fake Cats Project. The Temple Arc was adapted from The Dreaming Heralds, a first level adventure by Michael Button. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dice Out Now Game on Twitter, where you will also find links to our personal accounts. If you can, please rate and review our podcast and tell your friends about us. Now, game! game.